Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Daily Home Edit, the podcast brought to you by the team at Home Beautiful Magazine. I'm Katrina O'Brien, HB's managing editor, and today I have a very special guest in the HB studio. Dominic McAdam is the founder and designer of Provincial Kitchens and has been designing hundreds of breathtaking French-inspired hand-painted kitchens across Sydney and beyond since 2005. She has recently expanded her beautiful eye and company to the rest of the home, relaunching as Provincial Kitchens Home and opening an absolute stunner of a showroom in inner city Bradford, which really is a must visit for every design lover. She is also a massive Francophile who travels to France once or twice a year to collect a bucket load of treasures to bring back for her store and herself, of course. <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Don. Hi, Katrina. It's so Thanks lovely. For me. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you. Now, firstly, congratulations on your new showroom. It it was really exquisite oh, when I went in you. there the other day. Um, it's like walking into a very stylish friend's home who has spent years collecting beautiful things and also happens to have three divine kitchens that all work. <laughs> was that the feel you were going for? Yeah, when I set up this showroom, um, I, I wanted it to be that you walked in and you got the feeling that you were really in your own home mm-hmm. and people can come into my showroom and they literally say, I can imagine this in my home, whereas a lot of showrooms are cold and sterile and they're just a bunch of cupboards and cabinets sitting together. Um, but I've created um, beautiful spaces that all link with one another mm-hmm. as well as having beautiful homewares as part of it so that when you walk in you can just you have the feeling that it actually is a home, mm-hmm. not just a showcase. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a sense that you get and all the beautiful little collections of things that you <laughs> yeah. have. It's like all the things that you love. Yeah. Now, your pathway into kitchen design wasn't quite straightforward, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was anything but straightforward. Um, I, I um, started out my working career in marketing and in design and I um, my first jobs were actually overseas. I started working in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. and then, So really corporate jobs. Yeah, corporate they? jobs. So my, my first major job was working for Shite Day Mojo. So Mojo was in Australia and they merged with Shite Day in America and, and all around the world there were little Shite Day Mojos and I was in the Hong Kong office there um, account managing and looking after the design department. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was a, a really high – for a young girl it was a high-powered job. Like mm-hmm. I was – my main clients were Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group and so I was dealing with the CEOs of these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was a really great experience for me living an expat life overseas. Yeah. Um, I moved on and to other jobs in marketing and uh, was my last job in Hong Kong was um, corporate card marketing manager for American Express. So I was really, you know, I'd gone... Mixing it high yeah, and yeah, level. Yeah, and I was really items. climbing the corporate ladder. I yeah. really, you know, felt that this was where I was supposed to be, you know. And um, anyway, I, uh, after 10 years of doing this, I, I came back uh, to Australia and I realised like, my my parents were getting a bit older and mm-hmm. I thought I should come back here and live. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I moved back to Australia and um, and I, I was kind of disillusioned with, you know, working in the corporate world, just working in a big office and being just part of someone else's 
chain and I couldn't quite work out like what it was that I really wanted to do with my life but I thought surely just working in someone's office in a big office wasn't it you know and so um, I decided to take a year off and um, do classes in things that interested me to Mm. see what my passion was and what I what I might want to do that would make me feel like I was achieving something really worthwhile in life. So, and did you have an inkling what those areas were? Well, I I, I was I've always been really creative, but I just I just didn't know like what it was that was going to like do the do it for me. Yeah. I you know I really didn't. Yeah. So I took classes in furniture re- restoration, lead lighting, woodwork, upholstery, <laughs> like you name it. I decided <laughs> I was going to learn it and see what took my fancy. Mm. And um, so uh, I decided that to do those sorts of classes and to get the most out of it that I wanted to do the classes in the day and so I thought I should get a nighttime job because I didn't want to use up all my savings so I looked around at like what jobs I could do in the evening and there was you know of course you could do waitressing or you could work in a kitchen or something and that looked very hard to me so I I, I found (laughs) this it wasn't me anyway so I found this job as a restaurant photographer (laughs) I know it was like one step above selling flowers you know (laughs) anyway it was in Sydney Tower restaurant and, um, oh my goodness, and, the one! Yeah, it's like yeah. So it was like, and it was in the days where it was all Japanese tourists that would come, and um, you know they were all on their honeymoon for five days. So it would be like you know just tables and tables of Japanese tourists, and the restaurant's so big that there were actually three photographers in the restaurant. And the deal was, you got paid fifty dollars just for turning up, and if you didn't take anything, but you got twenty percent of what you sold if mm-hmm. you took photos and yep, sold them. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so all the other photographers said to me, look, don't bother. Like, you you can't sell anything. They're all Japanese tourists. They've all got their own cameras. You won't be able to take a photo. And I was like, well, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. So my sister spoke Japanese fluently. And so handy. I know. So I got her to teach me how to say, so I don't give anyone an opportunity to say no. I just said, this is the service of the restaurant. I'll be taking your photo. I'll be bringing it back. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, so over again. Okay, I got the good. I was like, hey, I think they were, I was like, I was like, one photo is $8, two photos is. And so, so I just took photo after photo after photo to the point where I was selling about $4,000 worth of photos oh a night. I know. And I was taking home $800 pay a night for working from like six till nine. I was like, this was great. Breaking it in. Oh, my God. So so I wasn't eating into my savings. I was having a really good lifestyle and I was doing classes during the day and it gave me the freedom to just do whatever I wanted to do. Anyway, so while I was doing this, I used to go to auctions every week and I'd buy furniture that I could restoring ah. my classes. So so by the end of a year, I had a garage full of furniture. So I was like, what am I going to do with all this furniture? And so I thought about it and I was like, well, I really, by this stage, I'd really got into the auction process and I loved, I loved, it was the thrill of the chase. I loved collecting things and fixing them up and, you know, making something special out of mm. it. So anyway, I decided to open an antique shop. I found this shop in um, Randwick and it had a residence above it. So I lived above the shop Amazing. and um, it had a big workroom out the back. So um, I hired to two friends of mine and we um we we all worked each day just you know restoring furniture selling furniture you know it was just it was a really nice time of life like didn't make any money but god I had a lot of fun you know like <laughs> that sounds perfect oh my god so what you got to the end of the year yeah so was I created it? a lifestyle mm, in, yeah, yeah. so I, I stayed in the shop for about two years but it was actually when the recession was on mm-hmm. and I was you know at the end of two years I was like well I realize you have to have a very deep pockets to be an antique dealer and I I certainly didn't have deep pockets and by this stage I'd bought a house and I was Mm. like oh if I'm ever going to pay that house off I better get a real job so I went back to to corporate world again Mm. and I you know I I got a job as a a marketing manager in a major corporation here and I was like 
after after four years of doing that, I, I was just so soul destroyed. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I've gone back to corporate yep. world. I hate it. You know, it, like all big companies, they go through restructures, and this company was going through a restructure. Mm-hmm. And in that that time, they go, well, you can take the package and go, or you know, you can move to Melbourne, or. And I was like, okay, I was like. I was already 38, so yep. I was like, well, I really want to take the package, but I better f- make sure I've got a job to go to because I thought 38 was really old then, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. So anyway, so I, um, so I looked in the paper and it was in the days where you got the Wednesday job paper. Yes, there was I no, remember those. Yeah, yeah, there was no seek.com. There was nothing like that. So so the Wednesday job paper came out, so I was looking for this job, you know, look, 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 all morning, and I was like, I couldn't see anything. and. I went to lunch and I was so desperate to leave this job. I came back and I was like almost in tears and I was like, there has to be something that I can do, you know. And I turned the page and there was an ad for a kitchen designer. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, why didn't I think of this before? Like I would be so good at that, you know. Like I knew I was a good designer. But also when I had my antique business, I had been collecting antique kitchen stuff for years. Like, wow, it's I'm a like, sign. Yeah, I was like, I was literally obsessed with antique <laughs> kitchen stuff. I have no idea why. So, but, but I just love it. I always have. Anyway, so I applied for this job and, um, and I went for an interview the next day and I met with the marketing manager and the sales manager. And, um, and I, I just assumed that I was going to get this job. I had it so fixed in my head that it was my job that it didn't occur to me that they weren't going to offer me the job <laughs> on the spot. So anyway, I uh, went through the interview. And by this stage, because I'd, had, I'd been restoring my house as well, like mm. my house had been on TV, my kitchen renovation had been on TV, my bathroom renovation. So I'd done a lot of work um, on, in those areas of the home anyway. That, mm. So I knew I knew all the sort of pitfalls and what went on when you were renovating. Mm-hmm. So you so, went green and by no, any means. Yeah, so, um, so I went through this interview. It was a great interview. And at the end of it, they said to me, they go, well, that's great. It was a really good interview. We'll give you a call. We're like, we're, you know, we'll let you know. And I was like, what do you mean you'll let me know? Like, like what didn't I tell you? Like, <laughs> like, what more do you need to know? Like, this is my job. Do you not understand? And they were like, they're like, no, 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 no. We're interviewing other people. And I was, I was really like, it hadn't occurred to me. You know, I was like, perplexed. Yeah, I know. So, so I was like, oh. And then I, I realized that for how kitchen companies work here, which is different to my ethos, it's about the sale for them. So really, they care. Are you a good salesperson mm-hmm. or not? Um, they they couldn't care less if you could design or not design. Mm-hmm. If you could sell it. Sell. That was yep. all that mattered. So, yep. so um, I, I went back to, to my job that I desperately wanted to leave, and I was like, "Well, wow! If I, if you know, if I couldn't like sell myself, then like I mustn't be a very good salesperson." So I, I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, "So I sent the marketing manager and the sales manager a text message, and I said, read your emails now.'" And so then I sent them an email and I said, one time only offer, I guarantee you within three months I'll be one of your top three salespeople and within six months I'll be a top salesperson. One time only offer, take it or leave it now. And, <laughs> and the phone rang immediately and they said, they went, they went, okay, you got the job. <laughs> they, went, they went, they go, either you're very, very good or you're very, very bad. <laughs> you got Amazing. the job. And, and in those six months, what happened? Yeah, so within three months I actually was their top salesperson Amazing. and I stayed there for two years. Um, and but I got very disillusioned um, working in a big kitchen company because the, the way they work is that um, the designer designs and hands the baton over and then mm-hmm. somebody else goes and checks measures and then somebody else goes and installs. And, and so I actually never saw a finished kitchen. And I used to get these calls from people going, oh, you know, we signed because you were so helpful and so good, but now we don't know who to turn to, you know. And so I was like, 
after a couple of years, I was like, you know what, I can do this better. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I said, I, I believe that this is such a huge part of people's lives when they're doing it. Mm. The kitchen is the heart of the home. Mm. That people want their handheld. They don't. They don't want to be part of a big chain. They just. Mm. They want their handheld, and they want to know that whoever's looking after them is really looking after them. Mm. And also, I really had a passion because I always worked with timber and antiques. Had a real passion for. Timber kitchens, mm-hmm. hand-painted timber kitchens and, and at English the ti- style. You know. And at the time, were they lots of timber No, Nobody was doing it. Around. Yeah, no, so pretty well the only kitchens that were out there, really people were just doing poly kitchens, mm-hmm. laminate kitchens. And although they said that they were hand-painted timber, they weren't. They mm-hmm. were MDF with um, you know, spray paint on them. They mm-hmm. were painted but not but spray painted. So, mm-hmm. so nobody was doing it like the English do it, which is, you know, when I go to England, I kind of my idea of a holiday would be going to kitchen showrooms. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> furniture showrooms like yeah, no, I'm a little odd like that so I, I decided you know what I'm, I'll, I don't want to compete with them yep. I just want to make my own market mm-hmm. so um, I decided to call myself Provincial Kitchens and everyone was like are you crazy like you know just that you're you're getting yourself into a corner like there's that's you're like one percent of the market want mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. like that give yourself a broader name you know you butte kitchens whatever <laughs> you know and I was like no I'm gonna be Provincial Kitchens and yep. I'm gonna do this you know so um so I the first I, I set up on my own I've worked from home the first year I set up at my, my front office mm-hmm. and that was I, you know I had my car full of doors and whatever and you know and I <laughs> I put. I remember putting an ad in like the kitchen magazine, Kitchen and Bathroom Quarterly, because I thought as soon as I put my ad in there, the phone is going to ring and that's it. I'm going to be great, you know. You'll be set <laughs> so, for life. Set for life, you know. Anyway, so of course, you know, I, I put the ad in in Kitchens and Bathroom Quarterly, and it comes out, and I'm like going, great. Like today's the day the phone's going to start ringing, and it's like I think in the whole first month I got two phone calls. Wow. You know, okay. like, Did you ever question what you'd done? Like going out on your own and no, no, no. Actually, that was at first. um, I I was like, everyone was like, well, just stay working for the kitchen company and just try and do this on the side Mm. to build it up. But my my thing is, if you're trying to hedge your bets all the time, then nothing succeeds. Mm -hmm. So you don't give if you don't throw yourself into it and give yourself no falling net, then you have to swim. You have to make it work. But if you keep giving yourself like you know uh, allowances, backup plans, plans, then you're never actually going to puts 100% of yourself with 100% faith in what you're doing mm-hmm. into what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I just kind of believe, you know, just forge ahead and yep. it'll all work out. <laughs> That's a know? good philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, your company was built on quality, wasn't yeah, it? it like was, in yeah, creating so kitchens that were going to last forever. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, I only do hand painted timber kitchens. Mm-hmm. So I actually did hedge my bets in the first showroom. So uh, so I, I opened from home. I had at home for a year, and after the first year, I had enough put together that I could um, open a small showroom. And I opened a little showroom in Clavelli, mm-hmm. and I had uh, which was beautiful one, yeah, as well, one, small but yeah, lovely. Yeah, I had three display kitchens, a little laundry, and a little bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, and a tiny, tiny little office. Like, but I, actually, it was really interesting because the day I moved into that showroom, I outgrew it like that day because it was it was already too small. So mm-hmm. for what my plans were, I was there for like thirteen years. So, wow. so it was like a long time to be in too small. But 
I actually got to the point where I couldn't grow the business because I couldn't hire anybody. So the office was so small, there was actually nowhere to sit anybody to hire them. So I was everything. I was the designer, the salesperson, the marketing person, the finance person, the, you know, I was it, you know. And so, people responded to that because yeah. they were having their hand held from Absolutely, the beginning yeah. to the end. Yeah. And, and also I, didn't, I wasn't, I, I don't want to own the world, I just want to live in it. So I wasn't <laughs> doing a million jobs. I was doing like just, you know, uh, uh, every month, you know, every week one or two really quality jobs. Mm. So I, I wasn't like the bigger kitchen companies that are doing four or five hundred yep. jobs a year. Yep. What is it about the kitchen? I mean, it's, as you said, it's like the heart of the home and walking into a well-designed kitchen, it feels like your whole life is in order. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that there's, for me, uh, kitchens really need to be really well-designed because mm-hmm. for them to function. Mm. But they also, have, for me, have to be aesthetically beautiful. My clients all say to me, it's like, I just, I love being in the kitchen now. I I love being there. It's Mm. changed how they feel about that space, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than it's just a necessity to cook a meal. Mm. Um, But also for me, functionality is, it's making sure that everything is in the space where you need to use it, Mm -hmm. because that's what makes it like work so well. So, so for me, like I always put oil and spice straws where you're cooking, because if you have to keep going back and forth to the Mm -hmm. pantry, you leave it on the counter then you forget to put it back. So basically your counter ends up a mess. So then the kitchen always is a mess. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've just got uh, oil and spice straws right where you are, you can use, you know, your oil, your Worcestershire sauce, your Gravox and your spices and then just put it straight away yep. and your counter's always clean. So it's when you're, that working logical. space is always beautiful, mm. it's just a joy to be in it. So. But you're not a huge cook, are you? No. <laughs> well, I actually do. I like cooking when I've got people around. Like I love cooking. I had, you know, 10 people for lunch on Sunday, nice. and it okay. was great. But and my house is just designed for entertaining. It's fan. It's a really fun place to be. And it's like, uh, and I'm and everyone was like, "Oh, do you want us to help? Do you want us to help?" And I was like, "No," because I I have it all under control because everything has its right place. Yeah. But yeah. so it's actually was very easy for me. But for me, cooking for one person every night, there's not a great a lot of joy in that. So now we first met probably about six years ago when yeah. I came actually to visit that beautiful home that you had in Clovelly, oh, right, which yes. you featured in Home Beautiful, beautiful. magazine. That's right. Yeah, and it was like really I stepped into the French countryside, yeah. you know, all the white, beautiful whitewashed floors, yeah. the white walls, and you had a sewing room which was insanely good. It had fabrics yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. So you were, at the time you were sort of saying, you, you, you know, you used to, and it was feel you had beautiful French shutters, all sorts of things coming mm. from all your trips from France. Yeah. And you kind of at the time you were saying, you even had a watering can that you said would you paid a ridiculous amount of <laughs> money for. And you said, I can't throw fabric away. The stupidest little piece I hoard as though I'm deprived. Are you still a mad collector? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's interesting because I, I moved house um, this year. So, um, and I just couldn't take everything with me. Like, I just don't, the, the, it's, it's a different laid out house and there's a lot more windows so there's just not a lot of walls for me to put cupboards to store stuff in. Have you collected all through your life since you were a kid or yeah, was it just I think, something well, I think because we grew up in the in the time when like the shopping malls weren't open on the weekend and so my mother was a great collector of antiques mm-hmm. and so our weekends my weekends were spent following my mother around going to antique shops and mm-hmm. antique centers so I've always had a love for antiques mm-hmm. and developed that because of her. Mm-hmm. So. And now you've got this storeroom. So did a lot of the things actually in your home, not storeroom, the showroom yep. for um, your beautiful business, yep. have all you've got like an antique section in there as well. Yeah, and so you've got the, the showroom kind of developed and that's why I've only really just had the, op- the official opening mm-hmm. for it now. Although mm-hmm. we opened two years ago, mm-hmm. um, when I opened, I, I literally did that whole showroom in six weeks. I, I had no rent-free period, so I had to move out of where I was and open. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, like I work really well to a deadline. 
online. Mm -hmm. So I actually sent out the invitations and had an opening night. And I was like, well, this is either going to be an opening night or it's going to be a work in progress party, (laughs) one way or the other, you know. So so when all the workers, the guys that work with me are going, this is crazy, this is crazy. And I'm like, come on, guys, we can do it, push it. So make it happen. Yeah, Yeah. so we did. We made it happen. And I had a big storeroom out the back of the shop. Mm -hmm. And then after a while I realised, actually, that's a waste of money using that space in such a high-end retail space. So I moved my office into the back room and then I created a space where I could Put my antiques I again. Know, it's amazing. Yeah, so come full circle in a way. Yeah, so you? so now I get to incorporate all of my passions in one place. So it's like I I can design for the whole home. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have an area so I can go to France and buy antiques and bring them back and sell them. Excuse yes. me. And then um, and then I sell really beautiful retail. So the beautiful retail that goes in each section of the shop. Um, so if it's the wardrobe area, there's clothing. If it's the pantry area, there's kitchen implements and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a laundry area that has dog beds and dog collars and um, you know dressing gowns and things like that. Mm-hmm. Towels. Um, in the TV entertainment area, there's um, picture frames and candles and stuff like that. So you can pretty well buy something for anywhere in your home mm-hmm. in my shop. But I only do really beautiful like things that I like. So yes. it's a reflection of you yeah. and your style. Yeah, isn't people it? Yeah. will say to me, "Oh, this is this." You know, you go to the trade fairs or somewhere and they'll go, oh, this is like a top seller. And I'm like, yeah, well, I probably don't want it. Like, I, just, I want really unique things, yeah, you know. you've like, always had a love of the unique. Yeah, that's sort right. Of the one-off, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. yeah, so we sell, like, beautiful Sophie Degas scarves. Mm. So she's a French woman that designs these beautiful – I'm wearing one. I mm. wear them all the time. They're handmade, hand-stitched. There's no two the same. I picked the fabric that they're made out of and the colour scheme of what's being sewn on them. Amazing. And so everything that's in my shop is not like in anybody else's, you know. And it does mean that you do have to go to France twice a year if you can. <laughs> I <laughs> like to go to France. I'll go anytime I can. <laughs> what is it about France that you just love in the French style? I think France is just so inspiring. Like mm-hmm. everywhere you look, there's such a beauty and there's such a history mm-hmm. that it, I just find the aesthetic of it so pleasing to me that mm-hmm. I don't, there's such a joy I get. Just even seeing cobblestone streets or just the old doors on buildings or the old shop fronts and I don't know, there's just such a beauty to it that inspires me mm-hmm. every time I go there. I mm-hmm. never get bored of it. So, no, I can yeah. see. I yeah. can see why that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dominic, that's wonderful. So you're living the dream in your new store and you're surrounded by your antiques. Yes. And you're know, building these beautiful kitchens. This is where you'd like to be at the moment. You're pretty happy yeah. at the moment. That's yeah, good. I feel like I've combined absolutely every one of my passions and just managed to finally get it all right. Like I've got it, everything's in place and it's just it's a great space to be in because you can genuinely do what you're doing and, you know, be really happy with it and know that you're helping other people at the same time. So I really do believe that I'm building spaces that are creating people's dreams for their lives, for the places that they're going to talk in, share memories in, remember forever. So for me, that's like a really important thing. Yeah, Yeah, Indeed it is. Oh, that's wonderful, Dominic. Thanks so much for coming into the HB studio today. Thanks for having us, Katrina. That's great. Fantastic. And thank you for listening, everyone. Um, That's it from us today. And remember to please rate, review and subscribe to The Daily Home Edit. Until next time, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.